beautiful familia. I just want to get right to what we have in store today in this Ceremony Circle Voyage because it is definitely one of the most potent yet by far. And for those of you new here, welcome. I am your host, shaman and author, Allison Charles. And today we have the blessed fortune to sit with a very dear sister of mine. She is an indigenous and lineage bone healer shaman. She has her master's in narrative medicine from Columbia University, where she is also an adjunct professor. Her name is Sanyu Biragua. Now, we both welcome you with big open arms and hearts today. This is a very honest, vulnerable, medicinal, and mystical journey where you'll hear me cry more than once for sure. And we are immersing in the grand love of Africa and how to work with our ancestors and why it is so important and such powerful work. Sunyu and I also dive into friendships, specifically sisterhood. We share our journey of riding many potent waves and what we attribute to our ability to do so and keep our relationship river intact over many, many years. So if you're someone who has recently experienced relationships dissolving away, perhaps very unexpectedly and quickly, we also dive into that. We share our divine perspectives on this and tips for trusting. And what is narrative medicine? You will be able to experience it as she puts her professor cap on and takes us through a wildly powerful practice that reveals your personal spiritual prescription for 2022. Mine that revealed has stayed at my altar ever since our chat and I have had miracles pouring in around this experience ever since. So I cannot wait for you to have your own opportunity to do this work today. Asenu is also one of 25 global contributors for my book, Animal Power. And that book is available now anywhere books are sold, but I do recommend you head to my website to get a copy for yourself and your friends. That website is allisoncharles.com backslash animal power because when you pre-order there or order it there you get a free video guided shamanic journey that i facilitate that allows you to meet your current power animal and that was life-changing work for me i've been working with them for many many lifetimes and they are some of the best allies you can have i can assure you that and send you shares a beautiful ancestral story involving the koi fish in animal power book all right, fam, let yourself be open to receive if you feel called to, because this ride is filled with nonstop transmissions most divine with bone healer, shaman, and professor of narrative medicine, Senyu Bergwa. Okay, we're going to enter into today's voyage a little bit differently. I'm here with my dear sister, Senyu, and the lands and medicine and energies of Africa were just calling to me so strongly in this week leading up to her and I getting together. So I will let her take it away for from here. I said hello to my friend, to my sister, Allison. I say hello to you all as the ancestral energies have filled 
the space that we are in. This galactical space that opens our heart to that affirmation of this is who we are. In our highest self, the connections to the ancestors. We say, Webele, Webele, Webele. Greetings. And in the space that we are occupying, in the fullest, in the fullest, highest vibrations. May this conversation and connection be divinely guided. May we all find space to expand within this galactical body of ours that opens up our heart, may we also connect to that highest of vibration of our highest self and allowing whatever needs to let go, whatever needs to be removed from this body of ours, from the muscles, from the joints, from the marrow of our bones. Kakasa, affirm, affirm, affirm the love in our bodies, affirm the love in our spaces as we call on the ancestors to join us. We breathe in this love. Daughters of the soil, our roots connected into Ensilusi, Mother Earth, Gaia, as this energy rises up, the daughters of the soil. We take these steps into the soil. We allow her love to embrace our entire bodies. May the divine spirit, the God in us and around us, pour the love, the divinity into our crowd. Oh. Hi, sister. Oh my Hello, goodness. I sister. knew there was something in there for me. I mean, for all of us. But no, no, no like, but you knew. You knew. You knew. Oh my Lord. All you had to do is say that one first word and my heart just... It's so wild, those moments. And I'm so glad. Thank you for being willing to have us um, capture that moment. 
and the recording because I feel so fortunate when I have been able to share space with friends and colleagues from other lands and other native tongues, like the transmissions and the blessings I'm able to receive and the cracking open on such a deep soul and heart level that I get from hearing words that I've heard, you know, from hundreds or thousands of years ago. Yes. And that's why our tongues are just so important. You know, our language, the words that we use. I know that's why I was divinely guided to the work of narrative medicine and understanding language in such a profound way and how that really enters the body. And then to continue to transmute and connect to my father's tongue has just brought me closer to the soil. You know, mm. I said, we are daughters of the soil. That connection there, that connection to the land, I deepen my connection through the land with my tongue. So that's why it's just so important to know and be aware of the tongue and what's coming from it, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's bringing in so many things. So yeah, we'll just stay in this uh, river that's revealing. And yeah, it's bringing to mind this example of the power of language and, and words, something that I've been so aware of, particularly with my seership ability. And it's incredibly strong in terms of seeing people's shadow aspects. And I have been for this past year, you know, Source has just been speaking to me asking me to step up and to speak up more around what I see in others. And I have really surprisingly hit up against so much resistance because I see so much. Mm -hmm. And I think it brings in both at times overwhelm and nervousness because I know the way in which I feel, the way in which I need to handle those types of scenarios is with so much discernment and sensitivity because I know the power of language and word, especially if you're going to approach someone about something that could be moving from them from a deeply rooted or traumatized place that's causing that shadow behavior. And then if I'm going to be a vehicle that opens up into that space to bring that into their awareness, and again, with my seership and seeing into the subtle energetics, I'm like, okay, if I say that, there's potential that that web is going to go over there and then up there and then down there, and it might make them feel this way. And then, and so it brings in that and what I've really been dealing with there. And I actually, to be completely transparent and honest, have not landed in total clarity on how to move forward. And I'm still in a bit of a holding pattern with that. And then it also brings in a reflection of our sisterhood and friendship journey and how deeply grateful I am. And I know we both are that throughout many years now, we have been able to navigate different terrains and ebbs and flows of the river of our friendship. And I attribute us being able to do what we have done because you and I were able to meet, and I'm sure you are a huge space holder in all of this because of your expertise and your wisdom with the narrative medicine, we were able to navigate some really challenging conversations and waves, but here we sit closer to, than ever and have more reverence and respect and love for one another than ever. Oh yes. Oh yes. 
and you have a guide that sits with you, ancient, old man, but yet is a child too, shows up in these moments of working through your discernment and what's coming through. First of all, please let me know if I'm in that space of channeling. So, so in that place of discernment, of clarity, of reminding yourself that you hold the new, the old, the present, the future in your body, in your consciousness, in your highest self. And he's a jokester. There's, there's a lot of humor in this. And so to show you, bring the humor, the joy, forget about where the, the webs are going or what may happen if you say such. And to be that joyful, open, kind, compassionate, firm when need to be, seer. So it doesn't matter. That's what's coming through. It doesn't matter. All that stuff, it doesn't matter because the clarity is already there. And so this old man that sits with you, that is also so childlike, is asking mm. for you to get the child in you more, to, to harness the childlike discovering. Thank you so much for that deep support. I almost like hear him laughing and the energetics around me laughing because, <laughs> and those who are watching the video, she's Sunyu's affirming and laughing. And so am I, um, because it's like, they're like, you forgot, we already told you this. Like you already tapped in, you've already heard that this is how you're supposed to handle it. And yet you still resisted. So we're bringing Sunyu in to remind you and share the same message again, through a different tongue. Yeah. And, um, and it is landing more and, uh, yes, because the first time I got it, I saw myself like, and it was exactly that, you know, just trusting my heart and speaking from the heart and allowing the lightness and yeah, at times, yeah, even more the joyful or like just the laughing about it and, and helping myself and whoever I'm talking to remember that it doesn't have to be so serious and that we all have our stuff and like, look, I'm seeing this about you. I'm, you know, I'm instructed, I'm guided to share it with you and like, but just, yeah, to do it in a lighter way and to trust you know, that, that I'm, I'm being shown that to speak on it for a reason and to yes. provide that medicine. Because we all have choices in this human form right now, right? We all have a choice. And so when you're connecting with that other human and you are moved and directed and guided to say what you're saying, they have a choice. I always tell people, you have a choice. You don't have to receive this. I'm doing my guided work. I used to say a lot, working one-on-one -on -one with individuals or even in groups, I leave the, the space and I'd have this joy and this, it was almost as if it's like, shoot, I hope they feel as joyful and lovely as I do right now. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, we do this honestly for us and the whole. However, the I comes first before the we. We can't get out there to the we before we attune to that I. And so your guides are like attuned to that I of joy. Yes. Right? Attuned to that I of playfulness. Attuned to the water. Mm -hmm. You know, I work in my lineage with the goddess Meme. She's a Ugandan priestess, goddess, connector of the earth, of all of health and well being. And so too, she understands that water, right? There's this quote by Lao Tzu, the supreme good is like water. 
which nourishes all things without trying to. The supreme good is like water, nourishes all things without trying to. What if we were to offer that for ourselves and others to be like water, to have Meme come in with the highest and highest frequencies of health and well-being? For as this flow and that current of a river that is swelling within us, like ocean waves, no? Our body's life-sustaining circulation, there's actually no effort in this flow. It's only life-giving nourishment, water. And so that sinking with the water and the joy is flow. And by nature, it allows us to figure out what way to go. Yes. And I think, you know, I'll sit and ask, it's Meme. Meme. I think I'll ask. Meme, yeah. I think I'll ask her if she's open to working with me. Oh, she's already said so. Yes. Yes. She came in right away. And I think that's who you may be connecting with. I mean, in deeper connections that we will have. And you mentioned you know, Mama Africa coming in through you very strongly. I just had a student move to South Africa just a few weeks ago, last week. That's how strong Mama Africa was pulling her. I get it. We have to harness the land, the soil. Like I said, I spoke to us as daughters of the soil. So yeah, honey, time to come home. Until then, we can energetically be there. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, I'm going to enter, cross this threshold and enter into this space with a smile on my face and a lighter energy. I am looking forward to that liberation because I understand that all of the deep anguish and suffering that I was experiencing this past year around this instruction from source Mm -hmm. was only due to my own resisting that flow, you know, Mm -hmm. of, um, Mm -hmm. of receiving so much information and not allowing it to move, not allowing those waterways to function. So before we move on from that topic of the ebbs and flows of friendship and sisterhood, I have an awareness that there have been a lot of people who have encountered, especially in this past six months, unexpectedly like friendships, sisterhoods dissolving or changing shape and form unexpectedly. And, you know, and I even experienced some of that and it brought with it just so much deep grief. You did too? (laughs) Oh girl, yes. That grief is real. So deep. And what is it about like the sisterhood, you know, friendship in, and I mean, I guess I don't want to, it doesn't have to be just that, but that's just my experience and what I'm honing in on. But like, it just, yeah, it brings such deep feelings when, when those shapes change form. So we're feeling it both in our bellies and I'm in my right hip, you're in your left hip. Am I correct? Yeah. I was holding my belly as I was. Yeah. Asking the question, yeah. Yes. So when I'm too grounded and then in the body, this human existence, I feel all these feels. Now, when I take a moment to just pause and literally take a breath and allow my galactical body, allow my heart to open, to be the daughter of the soil, I recognize that we all are in a flow, our own flow. And you even said it, our relationships might be changing, they might be ending, but whatever it is, when I'm Oh, I can feel our release. When I'm in the spiritual realm, am I in my daughter of the soil energy? I don't feel that discomfort. I begin to understand that things change. And I always use the word begin because it's always like a new beginning for me. 
you know, it's always a new beginning. So I begin again and again to really understand that there's a flow, there's a change, there's a shift. And it's just, that's just what it is. And as much as it may hurt my heart, because I actually had a dear friend, a sister, let me know that she was having difficulty with some of my choices during this global pandemic. And what is there to say other than to hold her in the highest of light? I'm not having difficulty as to who I am and the choices that I'm making. So I'm not going to bring that into me. At least I'm going to be really discerning about that. And if I do, then I'm going to take my time, take a bath, take a shower, take a walk, pray, write, do something, joy, dance, you know, put music on, shift the energy, shift the space that I'm in. And two, as they shift and change, it doesn't mean that I have to be connected with them for now. Maybe I will later, or maybe that's the end of the beginning of something else. You and I, I liken it to crystalline energy. There is so much pressure within our container. I don't think either one of us knew exactly how to release the pressure and make connection at, this is now years ago, (laughs) y'all, to our sisterhood. And that was okay because it created this crystalline, what diamond, that pressure created the diamond. We are in this diamond sisterhood because we allow that pressure to be what it was, acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and do our best and really move through, through it. And in moving through it, we were vulnerable. And I think people get really confused about vulnerability. Vulnerability is not because you can talk and like, you know, share. It's about, are you sharing the heart? Are you sharing your confusion? Not being an emotional succubus per se, but are you sharing the fact that you are in a place of discernment maybe, or that you need to get there? That's what I witnessed of us. And so through all changes of our sisterhood, it just enlivened our diamond. That's how I see that. We gave ourselves that permission. So some friendships, there hasn't been an opening to give permission to shift to let go, to just listen. You know, I speak in the work of narrative practice. Are we radically listening to ourselves so we can attentively listen to others? Again, I know I was brought into that work of narrative medicine through the lens of a spiritual practice, something that has never been done in that space of medicine. And with doing that, I saw more of our narratives. I saw the narratives that lived in your bones and body and, and marrow of the bones, right? I believe that you felt and maybe even saw some of my stories. I mean, we have so much more to explore because we've chosen to create a space for us to explore. In. And part of, too, what I saw, which makes me giggle in some relationships, you really know who I am. Have you been paying attention to who I am? <laughs> Why are you surprised? to my response. So then I giggle more because I'm like, oh, well, heck, spirit is just telling me, girlfriend, reevaluate your relationships. What do you want? What is your spirit craving for? What are the ancestors guiding you towards to listen and see, not see with the eyes, see with the heart? And then are you taking heed? So I had to answer those questions with action behind it. So I can still love You know, I just turned 44 on Sunday, I shared this with you, and I received most beautiful notes and some notes from women that I just don't connect with anymore. However, energetically so, I can connect with them through love. I can always connect through love. 
So it's not like, what do the young people say? Ghosting, you know? I right. No, you know, you know why we are not connected because I've articulated it. I got vulnerable with myself, with my soul, with my spirit. And many may not know how to receive that, but that's okay, right? Because we know energy moves through time and space. When they're ready, they will receive the full energetic picture. Oh, yes. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, I can feel that it entered into the hearts of many of the soul fam sitting with us and, mm. and listening and yeah, we'll be of support. I just want to stay in this attunement. So I'm just feeling into this river one moment. So I think it would be nice to, because narrative medicine is a bit of a unique title and um, you got your master's in this at Columbia and, you know, continue to lecture there and you're an adjunct professor there still. And, you know, you have a lot of different initiatives around this area. And I, I mean, I don't know if I want to ask you what is narrative medicine, because I'm. it's like a question you get asked like so much, but what is bubbling up in you to share with this audience that's sitting with us to allow them to enter into the space of understanding what you mean when you reference that title? How about we do narrative medicine? Narrative medicine is the entering of one's story to glean out those aspects of ourself and others to allow for authentic connections, right? Now, one can go on their website at Columbia University and read what they've written about what narrative medicine is and how we use it. I work with clinicians, I work with physicians, all in to create a space to allow them to connect further with themselves so they can be present with their patients, so they can be open to hearing the stories that might seem innocuous and not important. However, those stories connect to their health. It connects mm. to their health stories. And so if we don't connect with that, how can we actually give full care? I think that's a question that we, we may all ponder, especially if you've ever gone to the doctors and you've left not so happy, or maybe you were. What were those moments that allowed you to feel cared for and seen mm. and heard? So narrative medicine is a practice. So we always say, let's do narrative medicine. So often we use prompts to write to, and we give a couple minutes for individuals to write. So one of the prompts, which I think is just a wonderful way to connect and get to know a little bit of, of a, another and yourself, because often when we write, we're like, oh, I didn't know that was in there. I didn't know that was something that I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to excavate right? Excavate from the heart, excavate from the body. And I use that in conjunction. So it's an interdisciplinary focus of our narrative language and of our spirituality, mm -hmm. right? How do we connect to others through a authentic funnel, let's say. And in doing that, we're doing different rituals and connecting with our guides and our ancestors in ways that I've been directed to through my ancestors. Ancestors, you know, I'm of the lineage of bone healers in Uganda. I'm I, I'm from Uganda. I'm from the Buganda tribe, which is one of the largest clans. I'm from the house of Chekwe, whereas where we are dreamers, we are connectors to the divine from source, from Nsi Lucy, from the earth to then 
allow others to ask the questions that might be on their hearts to, to move deeper into their own journeys of life and also perhaps afterlife. One of the things that we really connect with in my study of narrative is working with, and I'm gonna pause here, I just had a really interesting conversation with my partner last night and we were both wondering, wait, do they call traditional doctors like MDs as opposed to traditional doctors being the seer, the medicine woman, the, the shaman, whatever you wanna call it. And we're both, we both kind of confused ourselves for a moment. And we have, we do use the word traditional doctors as the MDs that go to school, as opposed to the traditional doctor being the medicine woman, medicine man, the shaman. Yeah, the we're seer. labeled the alternative. <laughs> right, which makes complete backward sense. It's inside out. So I go home, I go back to East Africa. I grew up in Kenya and Mombasa, Kenya, along the coast of the water, which is why I'm so close to the water. And my family's from Uganda. In those two places, I've actually worked with hospitals and clinicians to encourage them to work with the traditional doctors. And I say traditional as the medicine men and women and seers and et cetera. And finding that connection, community connection with the two, is just so brilliant. It's delicious. It's it's what we should be doing consistently and constantly because many of us might have a deterring emotional connection to Western doctors. That's mm. what I'm going to call them, Western doctors. Yet our hearts and our curiosity and our vitality is, is yearning for the nourishment of, of our ancestors, of our land, of the earth, the sky. So how do we how how do we get to that place where we just chop that off and just stuck with the Western point of view? So narrative medicine for me and the way that I've taken the study is to understand how narrative can also too be a spiritual practice and what happens when we slow down, when we recalibrate and we start to really pay attention to what is flowing in our bodies. From a conscious level of writing, it helps us define and get into there a lot quicker. Because listen, I'm all about accelerated learnings. <laughs> right, efficiency. Hey, Soul Fam, I hope you're enjoying today's voyage. It feels so good to be back for season two of Ceremony Circle Podcast. And it feels really amazing to let you know we are right around the corner from my book, Animal Power, officially being released and in your hands. Now, many of you know my close relationship with the power animal realm. They were my first spiritual guides who came in to support me after my spiritual awakening. And then they came to me when I went to Bali to write another book on a different topic. And they actually asked for me to co-create Animal Power book with them. So I did. Animal Power 100 Animals to Energize Your Life and Awaken Your Soul is a luxe compendium that explains what a power animal is, why and how it is so powerful to work with them, along with featuring 100 animals, each with a brilliant medicinal full page of art. And it also explains what each animal represents, its message for you, and a power practice to take you and your relationship with that animal even deeper. So the next time an animal visits your dream, your meditation, or catches your attention in any way, you can just go to Animal Power Book to see why. You can grab your copy and one for an animal or spiritual loving friend at my website, alisoncharles.com backslash animal power. 
That's A-L-Y-S-O-N-C-H-A-R-L-E-S, alisoncharles.com backslash animal power. And when you pre-order in between now and March 2nd at alisoncharles.com backslash animal power, you will also get a free video guided shamanic journey facilitated by me for you to meet your current power animal. I prepared for this book for many, many lifetimes and spent over four years writing it. And I can personally attest to its incredible power and magic that it will bring into your life and help you unite even more fully with your soul. I so appreciate your support, Soul Fam. And now back to today's episode. I'm getting flashback visions to the pop sugar event that you and I both were at and how in your zone you, which I went into and immersed in some of what you're offering that day. I remember you had pieces of paper and and there were prompts and we would write down things. And I do remember while I don't, and I'm sure I still have the piece of paper somewhere in a box because we haven't moved into our house yet, but I remember the affirmation, like through the prompts, whatever that final mantra or affirmation was that came in. I don't recall the exact words, but I do remember being surprised by Mm -hmm. what revealed and yeah, just how powerful that little practice, little practice was. Is there a prompt or two that you would feel, okay, great. So we can both fight to that. And let's just like give each other, let's give like, let's give about two minutes, two and a half minutes. So before we write, I just will speak a little bit about this space of making agreements. I think many of us fall into these agreements with ourselves without really knowing what we are agreeing to. So, you know, so particularly when it comes around who we are today, where we want to go, who are you, your character. So I call this space of our soul recovering to really go into our names, okay? And understanding maybe more of who we are through our names. And our names connect to this karmic agreements that are actually not binding because they're all based on fear, abandonment, failure, pain, So how can we start to support our own consciousness to break the karmic agreement? I like to start with our names. And so let's just take a a moment to close our eyes and allow for the body to soften just simply by using the breath, the normal breath, to watch that flow, the water in our bodies flowing that inner watchful eye allows for the body to soften. Softening the sides of our necks. Softening our throat. Softening the space between our eyebrows. The prompt is Write the story of your name. Write the story of your name. The beautiful thing is you can write any way that you like. It could be a poem, sentences. Maybe it's a drawing. Prompt is write the story of your name. So we'll take, let's just take two minutes. I'll put my uh, alarm on. Great. I love going to um, class 
with <laughs> Professor Sun Yu in narrative medicine. This is great. Yes, I, I am an educator at heart. I love it. Okay, I'm going to write the story of my name. Yes. You have about a minute and a half, or excuse me, half a minute. Wrap up your last sentence. Holy moly, this was other level bananas. <laughs> and what was so intriguing, Professor, <laughs> was that, you know, I recently shared in um, an episode that came out just before yours that Luke and I unexpectedly and spontaneously got legally married when we were in Vegas mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, not planned and just the download came in and just the whole divine current that just made it happen for us with such joy and ease. And so such a beautiful opportunity for me in this practice to use the name Allison Story. That brought chills throughout my entire body. We are both just cheesing right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. was. Um, yeah, it was so nice to be able to do this practice for that. So I would love to share. Please, please. Out loud what came in. So the story of my name, Allison's story, is mama, lover, reverent, respectful partner, homemaker, sunshiner, Hugger, toucher, eyes connecting, hearts opening, souls expanding, flowers and breasts. Barefoot, we walk into a new world, portals and new paradigms with doves blessing us, alligators carrying our worries to the water for cleansing, rainbows born anew with rainbow babies smiling as they incarnate. I am joy unveiled. 
Can you read the sentence before I enjoy unveiled? Rainbows born anew with rainbow babies smiling as they incarnate. So that is your prescription. That is your key to opening up all that which you stated and shared with us. All that has been coming through, we call it kakasa, affirm. Spirit is asking you to affirm that statement. I affirm rainbows born anew with rainbow babies smiling as they incarnate. And look at how you're smiling, that joy to connect back to what you were mentioning in terms of your seership and that opening up and sometimes having these moments of where does this go? That statement right there. And what came through the joy, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, the next and final sentence of this whole exercise was I am joy unveiled that came through the rainbows born anew with rainbow babies. Okay. To circle that as my prescription. And so then I would take that and and perhaps the segue into the actions that we can use with our kakasa, with our prescription, when added the tool of the lamaskit, the tool of the figure eight, the infinity sign, and using that with the kakasa to affirm that throughout the body. So I'm feeling that for your body right now in the belly again. Mm -hmm. And also one of your feet, have you been having... Your left foot, there and lies something, a story. Did yes. you sprain that foot before or something like that? Or have a- um, you know, I mean, with my running days, I was just mm. thinking my body and feet again. I think it was yesterday, just like reflecting. Yeah, it was just yesterday. I was just like, or even this morning, I think, just saying like, wow, and, and reflecting on just how incredible and powerful my body is and has been for me. When I reflect back to, you know, from two and a half through college, being such an intense elite athlete as a distance runner of all sports, you know, distance running and like, and yeah, and especially I've thanked my feet so much. When I think about the places they have carried me and through, you know, different terrains and land, because, you know, I wasn't just a track athlete, I was a cross country athlete. So Mm -hmm. running through the nature and just that, When I look back, you know, I know that that was the practice that helped me like land in earth and like start to understand what having a physical body is again. And like just really helped me in so many of my early on processes of incarnating here. And so, yeah, my, my feet have carried me so much. I did have a stress fracture on top of a foot in college, but I, I'm pretty positive. It was the top of my right foot, but Mm -hmm. lately I was able to heal and clear my eczema a long time ago. It was Mm -hmm. one of the ways my body was trying to alert me to being off course before my awakening. And then when I started when the divine intervention came in and actually before that I started getting colonics and and doing vegetable juicing and just following my intuition, which that healed and cleared the eczema. However, in the last week, there's a little patch. I haven't had eczema in years and years. And there's a little patch of eczema on the top of my left foot. And I'm like, huh, what are you sprouting there? What are you, you know, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. It's interesting. So that coming through the left foot is more of the Mm, deliciousness, bringing in the comfort and adorning it and loving it more because those bones in there, right? And we just spoke about it. Those bones too connect to our vitality and of our ability to 
walk this earth, this earthly plane. And so when we think about the bones and what stories live in there, and you just shared with us at first your right foot and, you know, the fracture would have you. And then what you said, oh, the left foot, there's a little patch of eczema and that connection to the eczema of the emotional connections that you may have moved through or that you did move through years past we always have debris. That's what I tell my students. There's always debris. And so sometimes the debris comes up and it shows itself again. And it's like, okay, water, again, going back to the water and goddess meme, allowing for the well-being to move through all of our parts. And that left part of that feminine, that divine feminine, you're creating, we are putting into the universe, you are creating a new life. So how can we soften that space? And what is the space in between from here of clearing to it being cleared. That's what's interesting to me. Cause you know, we can, like you said, you can do the colonics and the juices and everything to enforce the vitality of the body. However, we tend to like skip over that space in between. And it's not to like live in there and try to figure out what it is. It's just to acknowledge, oh, there's movement here. There's energetic movement here. And perhaps even harness that energetic movement to help us for our highest healing, to connect to our highest self in the most authentic and loving way. So I too dealt with eczema. In fact, it's part of my sort of entry story with people that was just... I used to get at the back of my knees. I was a competitive swimmer in Kenya. And when I came back to the United States in high school and I stopped, unfortunately, because of my coach and racism, I grew up in Massachusetts as well. And I couldn't, I, I didn't have the support that I needed and the wherewithal within to continue competing. However, towards the latter days of my competition, my eczema behind my knees were unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, just thinking about it makes me kind of itch, you know, like did the creams, I did all that stuff. It wasn't until I got the shea butter from my home in Uganda and start using the shea when I started to really use the tools of affirmation that my mother had shared with me and my sisters as a little girl, like really using it, you know, like we had Mm. those moments on Sundays, we jump in the bed with mom and that kind of was like our, our ritual, you know, and we would read and pray together and we're not a religious family, but we're a very spiritual family. And I had to take that moment that we did like once a week. And I had to understand how to do that every day. So I'm what, 15, 16 years old. So learning how to do that every day, the diligence, the discipline, plus natural shea for my country, which I have to say is the best shea butter in the entire world. And that healed me. And so I know our healing, it's emotional, right? And so when I left swimming, I healed it even more because that was just And I'm sure if I found maybe a different coach and it would have shifted, but I couldn't stay in that space. Mm -hmm. So I say to our listeners, like the more and more we stay in these uncomfortable spaces, don't be surprised if the body starts telling you and start doing stuff that you're like, oh, Jesus, like I've never had this before. This is returned. What's the debris? What's, What's that interesting space between us acknowledging that there is something that is uncomfortable to it being cleared? Uh kind of like again what's what's there what's that story there yeah I'm like yeah I know so you know soul fam here co-creating with us in this episode I'm sure in some way or another some layer layers yeah you're tapping into the power I mean imagine oh my gosh I mean all that all the insights and light bulbs and clarity I just gained from that five minute practice. Imagine if this was woven into and just standardized into our medical systems. I mean, game changer for everyone. Everyone. 
And I think it would it would also to relieve, not think I know, relieve the tensions that the medical space is is feeling and moving through. I mean, stress and burnout. I mean, we talk about some of the spaces that I do from a clinical space. Stress and burnout is at its highest, mm-hmm. right? For our clinicians and physicians. Forget about, you know, not forget, but the first responders. But what about our caregivers at home? I met a young man a few weeks ago, 18 years old, did not go to college. Why? Because he was caregiving for his ailing father mm-hmm. who passed away. The caregiving, I watched my mom, you know, I'll just share a little bit in sacred space here. She's a pretty private person, but yeah, you know, she ended up, you know, has no medical, she used to be a speech pathologist in the school systems for, you know, many, many years. And we get mad when I would come home and from yelling too much and she would, you have vocal nodules, do you hear those? And I would be her guinea pig for testing all her, her audiometer machines and all this oh, stuff. So cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Actually, I actually didn't mind. But, you know, it's not like she's a nurse or anything. Um, And yeah, when my great aunt, so it would have been my mom's mom's sister, when my great aunt started to get ill, my mom fell into this caretaker role with her. And then after she passed away, my grandma at that point was getting into her, you know, mid nineties and starting to require more care. So then the caretaking shifted over to my mom tending to my grandma and this both being the, in the caretaker role for both of those family members went on, you know, for, we're talking years and years and yes. years for both. And the toll it took on my mom physically and mentally and emotionally, it was so challenging to watch, you know, but it was what it was and she was doing the best she could. And of course my great aunt and my grandma were doing the best they could. And my sister who is a nurse and me as a shaman, we were both doing Mm -hmm. the best we could, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, and yet even with everyone doing the best they could, it took a huge toll. It has and it will and continue to, because as we get closer and closer to our extended families, that energy around supporting and uplifting, we're going to notice that burnout. We're going to notice that, you know, the help that is, what's coming through is like cry for help, but it's not a cry for help, right? The body is saying, I can help you. It's not the cry out, right? The body's saying, I can help you. However, can we attune to that, that sound, to the body, to the other, right? To know how we can be of service to them. Mm. And through Mm -hmm. a spiritual practice that includes storytelling, we are finally, I'm doing research right now around neuroscience and narrative. What does that do to our brains? And how does that affect our well-being? How can we shift the way that we see ourselves? Those connections to the body, to the brain is story. As a bone healer, shaman from the house of Chegwe will all hone into those stories. It's interesting too, like for some reason, as you're talking in this category, you're for the first time, your screen is glitching and you're freezing and like the power, the circuitry is going in and out, like something totally different just happened there. And while I just caught a couple bits and pieces of what you're sharing, I hope you feel comfortable because I'm being pulled now over I would love in this like closing portion of our journey, which my Lord, I'm already realizing I need to have you back on because like there's a trillion things we didn't even get close to covering. But um, I would love to go over into ancestry just because, you know, my great aunt just got spoken of my mom, my grandma, and I know the power of 
you know, the general statement of working with your ancestors, but yet like, what does that mean? Right. And for the people sitting with us, who maybe that statement resonates and they're like, I would love to work with my ancestry or know how to connect with or call upon my ancestors in the unseen realms. I would love for you to share any sort of practice or personal experience that you've had. I mean, I guess the thing that just flashed in my mind was the story that you shared in my animal power book of the koi, the koi mm -hmm. fish, and that involved your ancestry. But whatever's coming up for you to provide some examples examples of how people can connect into ancestry work. Mm -hmm. Listen, we have to learn how to radically listen to ourselves and coming to a place of stillness. When we practice it on a consistent and constant basis, you can connect with the ancestors as you're walking down the street, as you're peeling that potato. It's about the dropping in, right? Dropping into the body, dropping into source, connecting to the soil, you know, oftentimes I will visualize my, my ancestors burial ground and I'll visualize myself walking through there. And it's a, it's straight up burial ground. We have over 15 generations. And so we're now talking about the bones, right? So many bones there. And so children do this so well using their imagination. So as adults, we're not encouraged necessarily to use our imagination all the time. It's like, oh, you're wasting time. No, you have to use your imagination and connecting to the ancestors. You have to imagine that their presence is in you and with you. Now, a really easy way to do that is visualizing and there's so many techniques and I'm sure one who might say, oh, I've done this grounding work. Yeah, sure. However, are you being focused into what you need to do, which is to listen to the guides of your ancestors? Maybe not. So one of the keys though, is to bring in this conscious inner vision of your two big toes and those bones connecting fiercely is the word that's coming in. Like just they're connecting so deeply to the ground. And that ancestral energy is rising up into the big toes. Why the big toes? Well, that's also connected to the meridian lines through the body, right? Through the spinal cord, connecting up into the heart. And that's opening the whole body, opening up our bones to start to feel into that ancestral energy. We can do that right now. Let's just close our eyes real quickly, gently, and just push down your big toes might feel a little weird. You're like, oh, but I'm pushing down all of my toes. That's okay. But it's the focus and intention of the big toes just grounding into the floor. Now, what did I say? We need to pause. We need to be a place of stillness, receiving, receivership. So just take a breath in. And exhale out. Placing that intention that connection to the soil, connection to the earth, opening up to that divine love. You might feel the ankles, the muscles in the ankles tensing up a little bit. Just soften the ankles. Make sure the heels are down. Take another breath in. And exhale out. I'm going to bring in another tool, the lemon skit. We talked about this earlier, Allison. We can bring in that infinity sign and start to visualize using your imagination, the infinity sign, 
moving within the body. Now, if we listen and if we just allow for the space around us to speak to us, to allow the ancestors to speak to us, it will guide us into where we need to focus in the body. Now, this is an added tool as we press down our big toes. You need to soften the ankles. And if we are listening, we're going to hear spirit. We're going to heal our ancestors connecting to us. There's a message that's come in through. And when you're ready, we can open our eyes. What's so interesting is, you know, at that very last part where we can hear what our ancestors are saying to us, it's like Native American songs, but to my knowledge, like, am I tapping into your ancestors? Because I don't think in my history, I don't think I have this lifetime Native American blood in me. So when I said, oh, there's a message coming through, it is a song. And so we're all connected right? We're a continuum. We're all connected. We stayed in that moment just really briefly. It was the song of life, of joy. And you know it, it's coming to, please sing it. Come on, come on. I'll sing it with you. Oh, let me see what's coming in. Hang on. Hey, uh, hey, uh, to the guides and ancestors for coming in. I, I mean, we're all family of the land. I don't know why I'm getting so emotional. We have a saying back home, Kamu Kamu Gwe Namuganda. Kamu Kamu Gwe Namuganda. One by one, bushel by bushel equals a whole. So one by one, bushel by bushel, slowly, slowly, Allison, we are gathering, collecting, connecting, and creating this whole. And I feel so whole in this space. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, thank you for you know, just being you, which allows for a safe space of that wholeness and truth that is me. And yeah, I just, I, I know I have a lot of guides, a lot of elder Native American guides and have been initiated through the Native American Council of Elders. And, but I know that that song, it was able to come in because of the safe space and just 
I guess, give myself credit for the work that I've done. It was able to come through, but yeah, there's just no more hiding. There's something about hiding for the both of us. No more hiding. That's why I felt comfortable in, in the sharing of me with you. We don't hide with one another. And that's what authentic connection is. Deep sisterhood is. So I witness you, sister. I see you. Thank you. And I know you do. And yeah, I really appreciate you holding that line with me and for me for a long time. I've felt your strength and because of your ability to let yourself see me and your ability to see me, I've felt you alongside of me and the strength that that has given me is a lot. So thank you. I did not expect it. I mean, of course, but you know. (laughs) Hey, I like to cry. So that felt good. Gosh. (laughs) Ooh. Okay. Wow. Oh boy. Wow. Do you see what's happening to this connection right now? It's really, yeah, super trippy. We're in super trippy land. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm feeling, even though there were so many other places, you know, specifically going into chatting with you about Africa and your family there and your work there and the hibiscus. And I mean, there's so much and your dad and there's a million big things that I wanted to get to. But for some reason, it's like I feel and kind of here to just be with this and enter into those other places for conversation ceremony circle two. I agree. This is where we are supposed to be. I began this morning to ask the ancestors to guide this, this space today. And may the words that we speak are authentic and true and to know when to pause because there's just so much more time that we'll have that we're creating. So I find this as a very natural pause to integrate all. I feel that the two of us went through a journey together and also separately. So now we should honor that energy and alchemize into that, that love, because we have so much more to share. And we've chosen, thankfully, to continue. And say, thank you. And thank you for your willingness to just have your heart and your connection lines so open to bring in what you brought i mean the whole way through but to just i could feel the power of the places you were accessing into and tapping into and you know for the opening of our container and then the channeling throughout and the narrative medicine practice and the song that we just mm, sang together and song. Do you know how divinely connected this all is? Because I'm recalling a moment where the two of us were speaking about singing together, chanting. I don't even know what the words we used, but we knew that there was music involved. Well, that happened naturally. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. And that's why I said there's a song because I could feel it and hear it and taste it. Yeah. So thank you. Mm. Thank Mm. you. You're welcome. And thank you. And Wow. <laughs> that was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This was talk about, you know, going to a doctor's appointment. You, you know, two medicine women, just uh, it's a lot of medicine. Imagine 
Yes. Imagine if this was something that we did effortlessly, consistent and constant basis. You know, we speak to each other in the spirit world, but what I offer to your listeners is start to get into a practice, start to play with the people that you love in the spirit world. It is so dope, (laughs) y'all. It is so dope when Allison and I are texting each other after just like literally receiving our messages, like by minutes. And we listen, so we communicate in this human world through text or voice message. However, we don't even need to do that anymore. And I know that you have people that you do that with, Allison, and I do too. So I hope we all, and that's what I mean about imagine if we did this practice on a consistent and constant basis. This has just been amplified from all of the time that we have been able to communicate in the spirit world. And yes, this too space is awesome. We could do this often too. However, that's us, right? Us as medicine women to offer a space for individuals to start to play and find their nuance with the ritual and practices that we share. So I found a nuance in my voice with you that I'm going to take and practice and share as well. And I found the rainbows born anew with rainbow babies smiling as they incarnate. I love it. I love it. The whole thing that you wrote, I just love it. I feel like that's something to just remind yourself in those moments that you need to just remind yourself. Yes. Well, I love you and I'm so grateful. I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. And thank you to everyone who co-created in this voyage together with us. We are absolutely grateful for you as well. Thank you for leaning in. Thank you for sitting here with us with the fire and the ancestors and the songs and the bones and just everything. So I will, of course, include all of Senyu's information and the show notes, and you can reference the Instagram post on my Instagram at I am Allison Charles, you know, that features this particular episode. So you know how to find her through those channels. But is there anything, you know, now we're getting into more earthly things, but, uh, Is there anything, you know, in closing that you want them to know in terms of like, if someone's like really want, they're like, I want to work with her, you know, um, current offerings that you have or anything like that? Yes. The last three months I've been consistently holding space for my tune in community. We meet every Saturday for 32 minutes. 32 minutes is a powerful number of five. And having that space on Saturdays has been wonderful. So anyone can, you know, drop in on a Saturday or sign up for a monthly membership as well. I'm excited to say that we are opening up registration for Ignite this Symposium, where we're going to do a lot of what we talked about and shared today, Allison, particularly focusing on the bones. So if you ever wanted to understand how to harness your bones and the narratives in there, we're going to really do a deep dive of that. So you can get more information on my website at uh, letgoletlove.com and retreats next year. I'm bringing folks who want to go to Mama Africa uh, next September. Yes, September 22, it's time, it's time. And just doing a lot more community connections. I do a lot of speaking engagements. Um, You can find that on my website as well. Oh, wow. So interesting. (laughs) Right. I mean, on cue, her ancestors like whisked her away. Um, We're still recording, but she vanished. So I will sit with you all next time and sending so much love. 
Woo! What a beautiful, powerful voyage that was. It truly brings me so much joy and activates and lights me up to be able to sit with these incredible teachers, leaders, and masters from all over the world. So to learn more about them, just head to my website where all of the show notes and their details are listed. That's alisoncharles.com, A-L-Y-S-O-N-C-H-A-R-L-E-S.com. And remember, what makes Ceremony Circle Podcast so unique is that at the end of every single episode, you're able to immerse in a potent guided ritual practice or ceremony for your empowerment. So please feel free to make note of the practices that you really resonate with, the ones that really light up your soul and come back to those episodes anytime, any day. You can use them as your daily practices. And I recommend starting your day with one of them at your altar space. Ah, it's been an honor voyaging with you today, and I would so truly appreciate if you'd open your heart to take a quick few seconds to drop a review on Apple, sharing what you love most or appreciate most about Ceremony Circle Podcast. Receiving those reviews is so helpful and allows us to continue to share this valuable content. And don't forget, if you haven't already gotten your copy of my new best-selling book, Animal Power, you can do so anywhere books are sold, or I most recommend going to my website. Again, that's allisoncharles.com backslash animal power, because when you purchase for you and your friends there, you get a free video guided shamanic journey to meet your current power animal that I facilitate. Animal Power Book is a modern day compendium featuring 100 different power animals, what each animal represents, their wisdom messages for you, guided practices, and stories from all over the world. I personally put the book up to my heart each morning at my altar, and I ask which animal most wants to work with me that day. And then I simply close my eyes and flip the book open to the page I'm guided. And let me tell you, I have been deeply moved to tears on many occasions, and I can't wait for you to experience it as well. I worked on this book for many, many years, and it's now my greatest honor to have it available for you. So anytime animals reveal themselves for you, you can just head to Animal Power Book and see what that animal is trying to get your attention for. All right, Soul Fam, let's unite again in our next episode coming out next week so we can sit together and continue to activate greater consciousness energies for everyone. Much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.